and welcome to another episode of MedTech Matters Podcast, where we learn about someone impacting the medical device industry. I'm Sean Fenske, Editor-in-Chief of MPO and host of the podcast. Today, we're speaking with Kevin Goodwin, CEO of Econos. Thanks for joining us today, Kevin. Oh, happy to be here, Sean. Thank you. So let, let's just get started, you know, right off the bat. Can you tell us a little bit about Econos and uh, what makes your ultrasound technologies unique? Yeah, well, we've, uh, my company and I, uh, the key people in the company and I have years of experience in originally creating what's called point-of-care ultrasound back in 1999 uh, when I founded a company called Sonosite, which was eventually sold. This company was formed around the idea of creating an extremely high-grade diagnostic grade hand carried ultrasound product and combining that with deep learning and computer vision. And the rationale was that deep learning and computer vision could enable people to use and learn and become confident a lot faster and add a lot of value to the way ultrasound is being used and adopted in medicine, which is itself a very broad growing secular trend. So the, the, the fact that it's, point of care, that in and of itself is a little little unique. It's not completely unique, but that alone, I mean, most of the time you think ultrasound, you know that that big cart accompanies it and things like, you know, it's, it's not necessarily mobile. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about the, the mobility aspect? Yeah, yeah. So um, the company I founded 20 years ago, Sonosite, was the first company to come out with what we call the hand-carried ultrasound that weighed about five and a half pounds. And then over time, the point-of-care ultrasound market was formed. And what does that mean? It means using ultrasound everywhere in medicine except in the radiology department or the echo lab or the vascular lab. So that's where traditional large machines are used by uh, physicians that uh, will scan you on a, when a test is ordered. <clears throat> point-of-care ultrasound goes everything from bedside to primary care to field medicine to nursing and nurse practitioners and even physician assistants. So it's an exploding field. Now, that field has been largely based on machines on wheels that will run between forty, fifty, and sixty thousand dollars a unit. We've created a product with equal engine size, what we call the channel count. So there's a sixty-four to one hundred and twenty-eight channel engine in our product. It also has the complete functionality of a much larger system. So our example is that this product has continuous and pulse wave Doppler on it, which is what cardiologists use to grade stenosis in the human body. At the same time, it has diagnostic-grade imaging, which means the clarity and the depth of the picture is equal to the larger machine. This has never been done before. Historically, so-called hand-carried or mobile devices that you could carry around have been being used for quick looks, just a quick examination, a visual examination above the stethoscope, above palpation, but below diagnosis, if you follow me. And so what we did was make a really small yet very powerful device, and we put two layers of AI on top of it, really deep learning that automates the task of getting systolic heart function, which is your ejection fraction, cardiac output, and more. And also, we have a trio of algorithms that enables a, a novice to quickly get uh, a good image of the heart. Uh, the, the probe will also label the heart using deep learning and grade the quality of your image. So it's quite a breakthrough in terms of uh, uh, making it easier and faster for people. But most importantly, it's combining a, a high level of horsepower in a very mobile product. Our product weighs at eight ounces. Wow, that's that's unbelievable. Considering uh, the power that's behind it, you know that's that is really remarkable. Um, so, you know, 
I mean, obviously the the benefits are there. You know, you can the the mobility benefits are are very apparent. But why is it why is point of care ultrasound uh, even more important right you know right now because we're of dealing with the pandemic? What makes it a a uh, a real benefit there? Well, uh, in the case of the pandemic, COVID, um, the situation we find ourselves in with care providers and hospitals, if people are in a room where they're in what they call negative pressure rooms, where there's a very high level of sterilization and management of any infection control, a hand carry device is small. It can quickly be wiped down and uh, sanitized before and after use, which is required. And yet it is used on the heart and lungs, primarily the lungs, to look for signs of COVID. Now, that can also be done by larger machines, but they're more time-consuming to use uh, at bedside in these kinds of rooms where you're dealing with high levels of, of uh, sterilization. So hand-carried ultrasound has got a big lift in the COVID era, and so has lung ultrasound. Lung ultrasound has been around a long time, but hasn't been as popular as well-known as it has becoming because it's actually a better way to look at the lungs and x-ray by far. And this has been well-documented by a number of researchers who have used ultrasound. So our product... Uh, really is best in class. So the best analogy I could give you is that if you think about what Tesla did with the sports car market with the, its electric version of a sports car, that's exactly what we've done with a hand carry device, which is to make it extremely highly powerful. It's got a great battery too, amazingly. Wow. And uh, it, it, it performs at a very high level and can be used in COVID situations. We've had a lot of interest from cardiologists because it has a high level of image quality, which they're just not used to with hand carried ultrasound. It also has Doppler functionality, which allows them to grade stenosis and measure it right there and then. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this, you know, when you, when you talk about the weight that you're talking about, the, 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 the size, it, you know, this is something that goes into the old, the old uh, doctor's bag. I mean, this is, you know, this is, uh, this, you know, better than a stethoscope. You know, you're getting, you're getting that kind of uh, imaging power, uh, you know, in, in the pot, literally in the palm of your hand. Yeah, um, so the, the, the issue there is that you have a couple products out there that are, are, are there to kind of step above the stethoscope, just take a quick look but not make a diagnostic decision. Ours is aimed at doing both. You can look and look very clearly, particularly in technically difficult patients, but you can also get to the point of making a diagnosis. So, uh, and, and with regard to COVID, so you're visualizing the lungs where you could actually see uh, improvement, decline. You, can, you could see changes in the, uh, the infection right. in the lung. With, yeah, that's with the, the beauty of ultrasound. It's, uh, it's a real-time device. You're looking at the lungs while the body breathes and the heart pumps. And so you can observe uh, any organic change in the heart or lungs, and the lungs in particular with COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Different than x-ray. X-ray is a static picture, so you, you can take a static picture, and, and that's taken periodically, but not constantly. Right. The, the, the real time, again, a huge benefit getting that real-time imaging. Um, what, you know, obviously you're taking, you know, what was cart-based technology, a full, you know, large system, and you're putting it into a handheld. You know, what are some of the challenges that, that you encounter in developing that kind of, well, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, I could, I could probably list it, and I, I'm not an engineer. I, I could probably list a few, but can you tell me about some of the more uh, challenging aspects of developing the, the, the device? Well, yeah, so this is, this is where the special skills and special sauce lies, which is in compressing the circuitry onto, first of all, what we call application-specific integrated circuits, or ASICs. That's step one. You have to have skill and knowledge in how to do that. 
And then secondarily, you have to manage heat and power because an ultrasound device is nothing more than a product of physics. You, 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 turn, you plug it into a wall or use a battery and you send sound into the body and to pump that sound deep in the body requires more, more voltage. And so the more voltage you pump through the system, the more heat you generate, and there's limits on how hot the probe can get or the device can get. So as a result of that, uh, we had to conquer uh, power and heat management in a real-time manner. So on an ongoing basis, the, we've done some incredibly innovative things to uh, extend battery life and manage heat. That's, that's the real hard problem. It's, it's not like making an iPhone. I mean, even iPhones might get a little warm, but ultrasound devices are pumping as much as 10 volts through the product, and you have to manage heat and power on a real-time basis. And in a, in, a, in a device that's probably not much larger than an, than an iPhone. Yeah, ours is eight ounces. It's a big, big, it's big bigger. I think it's a bit bigger than an iPhone, but it, it's, it's still a very powerful ultrasound machine. Now, the probe size is a little bit larger than normal, but um, it still is a very usable product, which is important. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any success with it, and we're very excited about what it can do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned earlier the, the, that there is AI embedded as well. Um, you know, what, what impact does the AI have on the system and the level of care that it, is, it enables? Well, there's three categories of applying uh, deep learning and computer vision. I tend to like to use the more specific words as opposed to the generalization of AI because AI is an umbrella, really, uh, an umbrella term. We use deep learning and computer vision. We focus on image acquisition, so the task of putting the probe on the body and getting the right kind of image. Then we focus on physiological measurements, which I'll cover. And then finally, we focus on interpreting what the image is telling you with, uh, with object detection or classification. There, there are really four tools you can use in deep learning, object detection, classification, segmentation, and regression. They all play a unique role. And they're all applicable to how ultrasound is used. So the big challenge historically is how fast can I learn how to scan? And AI techniques like deep learning are very helpful. We, our product literally labels the heart anatomy when you put it over the chest, which is, you know, fascinating to people. And we think we can label the whole body sonographically at some point in time. So that's one of our future steps. And at the same time, uh, you want a clear picture. You can't use deep learning and computer vision unless you have a data-rich image. So some of these smaller products out there that are not producing what I'd call a high-resolution image, which is actually mathematically definable, really can't use AI. They talk about it, but they've never really delivered on it because you've got to have a lot of data from which the mathematical framework is applied. So first and foremost, image acquisition. Secondly is measuring things about the body, like how, how, how is the heart pumping? The ejection fraction tells us how the left heart is pumping, suctioning blood from the right heart and pushing it out into the body. That's a valuable measure of how is the pump working. It's, it's a standard measure. And there's a, many other measurements that are physiological in nature that can be automated. We have an automated algorithm that you can get that task done in 17 seconds of workflow, two five-second clips and then a seven-second compute cycle. And we also do all of our deep learning in computer vision on the edge, which is on the device itself. We don't go to the cloud and back. So that's very, very important stuff right there. And then also eventually going back to COVID, the machine could tell you what you're seeing or what it's seeing on the screen from looking at the lungs and other parts of the body. So you can see what's called B-lines. And you can see other, other aspects of the lungs that may be telling. And then you can get probability information eventually over time. 
So, be, so because of the AI, you don't have to say, you don't have to tell the, or the physician doesn't have to tell the system, okay, we're going to be examining a, uh, you know, pregnant woman or we're going to be examining a COVID patient. Because, you're, because of the AI, when you scan the area, it's recognizing what's being scanned? What you're doing is you're picking, a, you're picking an application. So you may pick heart, you may pick lungs, or you may pick abdomen. So let's say we pick lungs because of COVID. So now it's in, it's in lung scanning mode. It knows what you're doing. And then when you start looking at the lungs, it's looking for certain objects and or uh, looking to classify certain things. So that's exactly what happens. Okay. It's, 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 it's for, today it's user-selected. Eventually we see it being automated where if the probe is over the heart, it'll know it and do all the fancy lifting for you without any effort. Now is, is this something really for for bedside I mean I know it's point of care but or does this have applications for uh, like an EMT an emergency situation yeah the, the purpose of the product with this all this stuff I've talked about with you with the applied deep learning computer vision the high quality engine it was designed for experts to enjoy and for novices to use because it's easier and faster to learn and easier and to get confident with because of the fact that when you put it on the body there's a lot of horsepower to begin with and then secondarily, AI helps you learn how to do what you want to do. And, you know, looking at the heart, for example, is one of the primary tasks out there. Right, right. So, so I mean, you know, this product in and of itself is, is obviously very exciting. Um, you know, it really does sound like a breakthrough technology, especially with the, the incorporation of the AI and the, the, uh, the aspects that that offers, which is uh, I like the idea of labeling and that, you know, showing up. Um, but what, you know, what's ahead? What's, what's next for you and for the company? Well, we think there's a lot to do once we lay our hardware in place, and that's what we're doing this year. We're kind of uh, rolling out all of our hardware platform. We've got another ultrasound probe coming out. We have a few other aspects of how you can buy it and use it. So we have the ability to plug into a tablet, an Android tablet that uses the right level of hardware to do AI computing. That's vital. So you have new levels of, of tablets coming out from Samsung and other Android players that require the Qualcomm Snapdragon 825 or higher, which is necessary to do AI computing and imaging at the same time. So with that in mind, we got that configuration coming out, and we have a whole portfolio of AI-based applications we're working on that are aimed at um, solving clinical problems either on the acquisition of the image, physiological measurement, or interpretation. So that'll keep us busy for a couple years. One of the big themes will be labeling the entire body where it can be that valuable because ultrasound is now being um, implemented in schools more and more, med schools. And right. uh, day, one, day one, there's rotations through ultrasound programs now. And so we're looking to, um, you know, be the leader in that area. We, the other thing I didn't mention we have in our product, which shame on me for forgetting, is that in the ultrasound probe for the heart and lungs, we've embedded the electronics of auscultation and ECG, that means you could actually put a step, you've got a stethoscope and you've got an ECG engine inside the ultrasound probe. And you can wow. actually hear the, you can hear the heart sounds, you can hear the lung sounds, you can see the electrical data pattern of the heart all at the same time while you're imaging. This is the first ever, it's actually patent, patented. <laughs> Boy, your 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 marketing person is not going to be not going to be happy with you about you know you bur you buried the headline. <laughs> yeah, you're but, right. Um, you're right. That's, uh, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, it's a challenge because there's a there's a mouthful of value here in innovation. We're trying to uh, you know compress it all into one paragraph. Not easy to do. 
No, absolutely. But uh, it, it's nice when, you know, you have that uh, applied learning uh, system at least to help, uh, you know, the physician keep keep tabs on things or, you know, uh, like you said, you know, with, with uh, uh, medical schools, uh, the reinforcement of late, you know, the 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 anatomy and uh, you know just what the what the students uh, doing the positioning of it you know correct positioning things like that um, it's great for uh, a seasoned veteran but uh, it's it's even better for somebody who's learning. Yeah, so it's really designed to be the best learning tool on the planet. Ultimately, between the combination of horsepower, ease of imaging, and then uh, the use of AI techniques like deep learning and machine learning. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. But uh, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode of MedTech Matters. I'd like to thank Kevin Goodwin for joining us today and telling us about uh, the company and the the ultrasound technology. Uh, But until next time, this has been Sean Fenske of MPO saying thanks for listening.